bringing real talk with real professionals directly to you each week. It's Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson on Vinyl Draft Radio. Now, live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio in Houston, here's your host, John Wilkinson, the real estate agent invested in you. Good morning, Houston and Facebook. Good morning. Good morning. You know, in case in case you didn't see our little pre-video ahead of time or my little post ahead of time, we have two fantastic Gary Green agents with us uh, here today. And this is the Real Estate Happy Hour. Therefore, we are going to be discussing realtors and real estate. Why is this important to homeowners, potential homeowners, and real estate agents? Because it's real estate. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, people want to own a piece of real estate, whether that's land or a home. So today, we have Mr. Neil Green, a uh, real estate agent, and also a member of the uh, Martin team. Good morning. Uh, Gary Green Yay. fame. <laughs> and, then, and then we have Miss Charlotte Roche, who's a little nervous to be here, and I don't yeah. think you need to be. <laughs> You'll be fine. Well, my first time on radio. <laughs> well, well, there you go. And video? No. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I control that situation. Not today, you don't. (laughs) I know, I know. I'm really excited to have you both here, Uh, not only because you're great agents, you've both been in the business a long time, you've been in diverse areas of this business and different things, but also, it's kind of good to kind of see things from different angles. So if you're a real estate agent listening, uh, this is probably a great learning experience, or will be, at least to some degree. And uh, uh, also, uh, I encourage anybody to leave a comment on our Facebook page uh, or question during the show. We'll try to get to it. Um, Rachel Stewart Johnson, good morning to you as well. Good morning, I know you Rachel. just popped in. So let's talk a little bit. We're going to start with Miss Charlotte Brochet. Get get the get the little nerves, the butterflies nerves out. away from you. Yeah, get, get them out from here. Tell us about Charlotte Brochet. Now, you gave me a little bit about you, but I want to know about you. So you tell me about you. Okay, I've been in the business, real estate business, for more than 30 years. Um, and I've done a lot of different things, but I started out as an appraiser, and I was trained by actually an FHA uh, person who went into the private sector. So, and that's how I got into real estate. And I have lots of relatives, and I've sold uh, sold homes and listed homes for them. But then I went into relocation when I started doing sales with Gary Green. Well, let's go back a little bit. You did you did real estate appraisals. Yes. And was that mostly new construction or was that combination of Actually, it was across the board because when you're I was uh I was an FHA appraiser, so I was on their panel. Um I did uh conventional appraisals, so it's across the board. It's whatever your client base is. So I did a lot of new construction uh, where you do it from the ground up, so you're doing it with plans and specifications. And Neil was in the new construction industry, so he knows. He was on the other side. Yep, for eight years. Wow. And had, now, how long ago was the real estate appraisal? I retired five years ago. So five years ago. So it really wasn't that long ago. So. I mean, some things have changed in the five years, but really they changed mostly back in 2006 when everything kind of I went can downhill. tell you the fees never changed for the <laughs> appraiser. The third party um, gotcha. you know, got that. But, uh, yeah, 
There's what was the biggest source of business? What was the biggest? Was it still like today? I tell you know, banks are the biggest source of business, right? For uh, well, mortgage bankers, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, I actually had an opportunity to go to work as a staff appraiser for a mortgage lender, uh, so uh, a, a national mortgage banker. So <laughs> that that was good because it gave us a very broad base of clients. And we did, depending on the loan officer, because loan loan officers usually have uh, a specialty. So they do new construction, uh, and they bring their client base in. So you do David Weekly, you do um, Coventry Homes, uh, Pioneer back then. That's right. Uh, I used to work so, for Pioneer. Yeah, there you go. So we, we have a lot in common with our client base, but... It, it changed because now builders have their preferred lender mm-hmm. that, and their preferred title company, so they became a, a, a turnkey business. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, too. Um, one question for you about the appraisal side, then we'll move on into oh, the no. <laughs> Why? What's up with real estate appraisers? Not about what they what they bring, but what's your opinion? Being in the business before, up until five years ago, why are they considered the, a secretive group? In the sense that, one, I could never really get one on the show for some reason. I've had lenders try to get them in here, and they don't. They almost don't want to be. Well, is it because that's, that's kind of a a multi answer there? Because uh, I think over the years of it used to be that appraisers were kind of the king of things. They they kind of controlled your your business right. uh, in in some aspect because they were a conduit. And then um, when there was a lot of uh, controversy over uh, uh, values mm. and how you arrived at values and how much there was pressure in the marketplace to arrive at a certain number or hit a number, mm-hmm. then I think, uh, and I probably, I'm retired now, so I, <laughs> I, I'm not afraid of this, but the uh, police side of this came in to, uh, as a really big factor. So where the appraisal, uh, state-regulated appraisal things became um, more investigative you know, where they would go behind uh, uh, an appraiser and, and gotcha. if you were if you're convicted of anything along those lines you're gonna probably have some prison time so it is hmm. mortgage fraud it's uh, across the board it's very serious gotcha and um, I think appraisers for that reason don't like to advertise. <laughs> um, I used to do a lot of work in that Galveston, and in in the, in, mm-hmm. in the uh, you know in Galveston, the realtors were always, "Hey, do you know Galveston? We don't want you doing our appraisal if right. you don't know Galveston." Right. I said, "Yeah, I've been doing them for twenty five years down here." And they go, "Well, we've never heard of you." Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't want you to know about me. <laughs> so now, I mean, it's 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 a kind of a. Actually, appraising is a thankless job. It's a very lone wolf kind of yeah. job. Hmm. You you can't be sub, uh, you you can't have a bias, so you can't appear to have uh, any conflict of interest. Right. Even. 
which and is kind of hard, hard when 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 your main source of income is the bank or the, right. the mortgage lender. That's why the third party came into being, and I think that it's not worked out quite the way that the appraisers thought it would, um, and hmm. it, it just became another monster to struggle with. Well, you know, like I said, I, I'm looking forward to the day we can have a discussion with appraisers about what they do, because I think the more the people understand and whatnot, but I'm not going to, obviously, being five years out of the business, I'm not going to make it all about appraisal. I want to get more into oh, yeah. what we've been doing. Because but. I do real estate now and sales uh, <laughs> listings, representing buyers and sellers, because that's the fun part of the job. Right. And with the knowledge you have before, it's a lot, it, it's probably very beneficial for you when you're writing contracts, too, to kind oh. of figure it I mean. I've got a million questions. We'll have to save it for another show when it comes yeah. to appraisals. Yeah, so yeah. we can dig together and how it, how it benefits you. But I want to bring, uh, before our first break, I want to bring Mr. Neil Green in and introduce Mr. Neil Green. Now, like I said, uh, Neil, you're a member of the Martin team, which is a Linda Martin team. And we, we had a little conversation. It was funny. You're, oh, you're the in-law. I am the outlaw. The outlaw. <laughs> yes. The outlaw of the team. All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Neil. Actually, I've been in real estate since 1998. Um, I did new home sales starting out for about six to eight, I'm sorry, eight years uh, with a few, few different builders in Houston. So I learned a lot from uh, the start to finish of a new build job. Um, I feel that helps me when I'm with my clients, at least looking at homes that are even older because I can know what to look for, code changes, that type of thing. Well, and how, do, how does that... That's the, boy, that's another area you could bring up. Boy, we could just open up discussion. I think oh, yeah. we're gonna I think we're gonna be able to do that during this this hour. What I want to talk to you about uh, when we uh, when we come back from the break is about being on a team. Okay. You know, I'm not on a team. Char's on a team. Tech, we're on a team of agents being Gary Green, right. particularly in the Friendswood office. But you're on a on a team, and I've seen teams come and go. So I'm kind of curious about the team dynamics of things. Um, the Martin team's been around a while. Uh, Linda's been around a while, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I'm sure you can share some insight on that with us Definitely. if you wouldn't mind. There, but you did some new construction, and I you still kind of involved heavily i mean where do you see a lot of your your home buying coming from is it mostly resale still uh, mostly resale but uh i do like to show people new homes to give them a variety of homes to look at uh, i can show them how the house is built and familiar with a lot of the builders and incentives that they offer okay hey just just so you know neil uh laura uh Teniuka. hey laura how are you yeah he, she's saying hi good morning laura see Look, Charlotte's just being quiet over there. <laughs> You're okay to say hi. Hello, Laura. <laughs> there you go, even if we don't know her. And I'm just throwing this out there. Why I love opening up Facebook, I always get the little calendar pops up. So today is Peter Johnson's birthday. Don't know if you know Peter Johnson, but uh, I'm just going to say happy birthday, Peter Johnson. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Peter. There we go. We just throw that out. It's birthday shout outs on the Real Estate Happy Hour. <laughs> If we were doing the afternoon show, it'd be more of a happy hour. Right, right now it's coffee. We can always spike with something, um, but like I said, who wants to go driving after that? Yeah, exactly. And, and do real estate. All right, folks, we're about to head into our first break. Um, I want to just mention a couple things before we go into break. One, be sure if you have any questions for for Neil or Charlotte or anything in general or myself uh, about real estate. Uh, appraisals to some degree um you might be able to get some kind of answer you know again she's been retired from it for five years uh new home we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff when we come back be sure to post it in the uh, comments on the the live video um if you don't want to post a comment or ask a question please give us a little like little thumbs up 
some kind of emojis out there. Maybe not the doo-doo one. I'm not sure <laughs> if they have that on Facebook, but I, you know. Yeah, let's hope not. Yeah, that one, I don't know. I always thought that was like a soft serve cone thing, but I just I, learned I, that. I know way. it wouldn't be directed at me. <laughs> no, probably not. There's no doo-doo for Charlotte Brochet. No doo-doo. No doo-doo. All right, folks. Again, if you're going to walk away from your computer, you're going to walk away from the radio, you're, you're not going to see us right. Don't worry. We'll still be here. Come on back. Listen to us. We've got a lot of things coming up with Neil and uh, Charlotte. My name's John, and you're listening to the Bringing Home Radio Show. Welcome to my Because background noise helps you focus. You're listening to Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson. The average person moves five times over their lifetime. If it's moving time for you, John Wilkinson is ready to help sell your home quickly, professionally, at the best possible price. John's personalized and unique marketing plan will get your home in front of the most qualified buyers and their agents by means of real estate magazines, online listing sites, social media, direct marketing, and yes, even on the radio. Call John Wilkinson at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com. John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you. What do you get? When you get associated. They're super convenient and super friendly. I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So, Associated Credit Union of Texas. Lori Copy. A name you can trust. Lori Copy. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Copy. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori Seriously? Copy. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit LCOPPOCK.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori Oh, for God's sake. Do you ever wonder how every insurance company seems to boast about having the best rate for you? With so many companies, how is it possible that they can all have the best rate? Well, the reality is they're all telling the truth. Kind of. You see, each insurance company has a different set of target customers that they're looking for, so each company will have the best rate for someone. The challenge is finding the one that likes you the most. Perfect Policy evaluates you through more companies than any other insurance agent, and that's how they find the best policy for you. It just makes sense. More options means better value. Contact Perfect Policy today. Bringing real talk with real professionals directly to you each week. It's Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson on Vinyl Draft Radio. Now, live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio in Houston, here's your host, John Wilkinson, the real estate agent invested in you. Welcome back. Segment two. If you're going to be joining us, we are talking with Neil Green and Charlotte Brochet, both agents at Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green. Thank you for still being here. Oh, uh, glad to be our here. Second break. I think I've got the door laughs. locked. Yeah. We can't get out of here. It, it does lock from the other side, so it's kind of, you know, it's like I a feel like, an, feel like an interrogation with these bright lights oh, on. Yeah. It is, but it's kind of, it's kind of, you know what, I, I will say, uh, just being part of the Vinyl Draft radio event mm-hmm. and, and seeing it evolve and develop and equipment come and go and test and sample and people coming in and adding their expertise, I couldn't be more appreciative. So uh, certainly glad to have the opportunity under these bright lights Definitely. to talk with you, too. Oh, yeah. 
I did it. I did it. (laughs) (laughs) She she just admits to it. So we we need to keep that in mind next time something goes wrong at the office. We'll be like, it's Charlotte's fault. fault. (laughs) It's all Charlotte's fault. All right, so we kind of, uh, if, you, if you're just joining us, uh, Neil Green is with the Martin team. He's had some experience in new construction, as well as a little bit of appraisal, we found Correct. out. Two years. Uh, two years of appraisal. He's been in the business since 98. 98. 98. And then we have Charlotte Brochet with 30 years of real estate-related yep. you know, business. And five years ago, you became an agent. Well, well no, actually, I've been an agent. You retired from appraisal. I, yeah, I've been an agent the whole time because uh, back in the olden days, you were actually an agent, and that's how you appraised property. Hmm. That's, and then you became licensed as a real estate appraiser, I think in the ni- uh, 91 or 92, somewhere in that. <laughs> I don't think Neil was thinking was about real estate. Yeah. Hey. He was seven years later. <laughs> He wasn't doing an age little, thing. Little just, baby boy <laughs> over here. Yeah. I was just say, wait a second. He is a young one, isn't he? No. All right. <laughs> yeah. 51. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> yeah. A few years. That, you know what? Don't, <laughs> wasn't trying to bring up anybody's age on this one. All right. So... If you have any questions, like I said before the break, feel free to type them in and we'll take a look. Um, first question I actually have uh, from Paul. For that's you. a Who's buddy up? of mine from Dallas. And and he is uh, he's in Florida now, did you say? No, that's no. a different. There's All two right. different Pauls on there oh, now. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so this Paul is in Dallas. Correct. Is he a real estate agent or just a buddy? He's not. No, he okay. worked for uh, Chuck E. Cheese Pizza and has since he was 15 years old. My kids love that place growing up. Oh, I that's haven't great. been in quite that's a few years. Only job he's ever had. That's awesome. That's commitment. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that must be successful. All right. So Paul is asking, uh, Neil, how did the hurricane affect the real estate market in the Houston area? Um, We've kind of been through this a little bit and we've kind of gone over it on the show, but it's nice having a perspective of different agents on this. I know my clients have asked me um, how it's affected for buying sellers and there's been different phases of it without getting into the traumatic effect of things because I think people just want to move forward. Right. Where do you see the market today? How did this affect us? Uh, it's interesting right now because it's hard to tell what exactly it's doing, other than the fact that the homes that didn't flood are probably going to the prices will probably rise. Is what I'm thinking is going to happen, and what I've read. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got homes that never flooded before that flooded for the first time. I think that they'll be okay, but the ones that are flooded repeatedly is that's going to be the problem. Well, and you know, it's it's interesting you bring that particular aspect up. Saw a question posted on Facebook last week, and uh, it, it, the question was pretty simple. It, it was drawn to elicit, you know, responses and, and emotions of people. But it was, would you buy a house if it was flooded? And I was surprised at the number of people that actually said no, they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Because being in the situation, my house did not flood. Right. It's not in a flood area. I live in Friendswood, which was, you know, on national TV as being one of the flooded yeah. places out there. And we know over 3,000 homes flooded in Friendswood that had never flooded before. Right. You wouldn't buy that house once it was fixed up and done just because it flooded once in since 18... Uh, 95 or something that Friendswood was developed 500 yeah. years yeah so why years. would you why would you why would you not that was my thinking what are your thoughts on that well, I Char- think that, yeah. oh sorry yeah I'm just Go saying ahead. either one of you guys Neil well I mean a lot of people thought when the last storm came through and got 36 inches of rain that it would never happen again and then here we are with 51 inches you know in September so I don't know that, that's a hard one you would know. you would you buy a house if it was flooded once one time maybe if it was one that barely got water something like that but you know if it was several feet of water probably not i try to steer my clients away from those why 
Uh, just because I don't want it to happen to him again, you know. Even I mean, though it only happened once in 500 years. Yeah. I mean, hmm. like I said, the ones that, that got – because you just never know. I mean, we thought back years ago, 36 inches, there's That's no exactly way we it. could ever top that. So the house that didn't flood that you're going to buy could flood. Right. It's it's It really boils down to buyer perception. Gotcha. So – and this is your perception mm-hmm. that you're, you're – because you're paid for – Perf- your uh, right. uh, knowledge and your mm-hmm. opinion but the thing about it is is it, you're right we live on the coast we are subject to hurricanes you cannot promise anybody anything because look at the floods that uh, occurred around barker cypress in houston memorial mm-hmm. area it's just a factor of our lives and we we live and work here so it's just something we're going to have to take into consideration. So if, if a house is flooded, then what I would recommend to my people is just research it. Make sure of what you're doing before you do it. Uh, I think a lot of investors want to pick up homes that they can get for half price, and then they're going to rent them out. So all of this kind of turns out and we don't know what the future will bring if we get through next year without another storm the further you get away from an event then the less likely it's going to have effect on the on on the buying and selling it's such an emotional progress and journey that it's hard to to say this is the trend what my experience has been is this has probably been the busiest November and December that I've ever had in my career. It's been positive. Yeah. Uh, because, and maybe it's because the inventory levels are down and there's more competition for the, the homes that are available. So, um, you know, real estate has treated me well. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and it's just, it's been great this last year. Well, and it, I think getting back to the original point of the flooding, there's a lot of what ifs. And the reason that I, I brought this up is because if, again, Friendswood wasn't the only place that flooded. So let's talk about homes in Dickinson. Mm-hmm. So are you basically telling me that people are not going to be looking in Dickinson now? I, I agree. If there's a, you know, it's not the house, it's right. the area you're right. buying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the house is just kind of your specific that mm-hmm. you, you like about the area. Dickinson floods a little bit more than some other places do, uh, a little bit close down there. I can understand someone saying, you know what, I don't want to buy that house because it's it, it floods all the time there. It mm-hmm. floods every 10 years somehow. It just always seems to work out that way. Yeah, there's an issue there, um, obviously. Costs of insurance are up, so why would you want to pay that? All that little thing. But it's kind of, you, you feel for the homeowners that have never flooded mm-hmm. and the houses that have been around 50 years, 100 years, have never flooded. All of a sudden, they're flooded in one storm. So their, their options are either they can never sell it for what mm-hmm. it's worth and they'll have to sell some kind of investor special, like you said. They'll fix it up and just realize that you know the value of the house is never going to be where it was because it flooded that one time yeah. in 500 years. I don't know. Do we have a responsibility agents to kind of guide our clients to to our buying clients as to what they should look at for buying a house like that i mean if my client wants a house that's flooded one time you know and that's their decision then i'll I'll go with whatever they want you know but 
generally I try to steer them in non-flood areas, which I know that some of those were non-flood areas that flooded. Right. Uh, but I think after time goes by, people kind of relax. Well, yeah. a How long bit after it? Ike were people saying did it flood during Ike? I mean, like yeah. like five six years. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, that's it just, what I was thinking. Did it flood during Ike? Did it flood during mm-hmm. Ike? And you're like, wow, that happened eight years ago. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, really. And especially uh, with the uh, HAR putting that new little box on there, mm-hmm. did the home flood during Harvey? I mean, that you know, some people just see yes and they just. Click right past it. Exactly. And, and But I thought that was good. Um, it comes out in a disclosure. You know, there's another side to this, too. Mm-hmm. When a house floods and it gets redone, mm-hmm. how are you able to check this work? And, you know, again, it can come down to inspections right. and stuff, and you can always do that. Um, if they disclose it's been flooded and this is what happened and I had to cut out four, you know, feet of sheetrock mm-hmm. along the whole, you know, house right. and replaced it all, whatever it may be, that's probably where someone would go it's too much trouble than it's worth yeah and maybe that's where they would turn off on that a little bit but at what point can we advise to or should we advise our clients um to you know your inspector you know they have to be able to do mold stuff or check for moisture or those kind of things for sure where do we kind of go hands off on that you know in sense of advising our clients well i've I've been through it. I lived uh, on Tiki when I came through, and then I put my house on the market. So I was actually the seller. So I went out and got all of the Did tests. You, I got the mold and test. You fixed it and all. I got the vinyl. I, yes, okay. yes, yeah. But, but is everybody else doing that? Yeah, everybody well i don't think everybody yeah. else did the the amount of tests that i did because having specific knowledge and being an appraiser licenses appraiser and a real estate agent i would be held to a higher standard right. than any other seller so my deal is just like i tell my sellers disclose 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 i wanted to make sure i backed up whatever i said with a valid test and I was never asked for any of it. Wow. But, I mean, and those are costly. I mean, it costs, it probably minimally cost about $800. How long after Ike did you put that house up for sale? Uh, within a year. Within a year. So you were during the time when the market was down. And oh, absolutely. It was definitely a buyer's market at that yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did but it help you know, having all the having all those reports? Did it help sell it quicker? No, no. I would, nobody asked me for any of them. I just had them because I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure if if anything ever came up the that I had it. disclosed everything. Yeah. Uh, but again, it all depends on buyers, uh, the buyers' perception of what's going on, and I think through education and through knowledge, and uh, you should give your clients everything you can to for them to make a good decision and then after that you can't you don't you're not in control of that everybody has to i mean they they want to work 30 minutes from or live 30 minutes from where they work so we're we're tied to the coast area we're tied to the flooding areas and 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 subject to the storms and everything and we just have to um find a way to to do the best we possibly can and make the best investments we can but real estate bar none is the best investment you can make everything goes in cycles Mm -hmm. and this is one of those that do that so quick question before we go into our next break quick answer do appraisers take into account in terms of value if a house has been flooded 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep. They All have right. to give a history. All right. We're going to come back into that when we come back from our next break. Folks, top off that coffee. Stay with us. We'll be back with Neil and Charlotte and myself. Welcome to You're listening to Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson. Why? Because you like him. You really like him. The perfect home? Well, now, let me see. You know, we each have our own idea of what that means. For you, it just might be 2213 Magellan Point in Shadow Creek Ranch. Recently listed on HAR.com by John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green. What do you really want to know? I can tell you this three-bedroom, two-bath home has been well cared for. Boasts an island kitchen, complete with stainless appliances and granite countertops. A family room, formal dining, and a convenient split floor plan. Get busy living and get busy buying. Contact John Wilkinson, real estate agent invested in you. Tucked away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima Steak Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima Steak Company is your perfect getaway. Kima Steak Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends. Hi, this is Bertrand McHenry and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. You can't stop time, but you can reverse the aging process. Get ready for one of Houston's most innovative in cutting-edge medical spas that everyone's talking about. Kay McCunis' beautiful anti-aging skincare studio is your one-stop for everything you need to look great now. Botox, fillers, hydrofacials, and weight loss. Looking younger was never so easy. Call Kay now for your personal consultation, 713-269-5372. There may not be such a thing as a time machine, but at iCryo, their machines can help you feel better, look better, and may even help you feel younger. See what everyone is raving about and how cryotherapy may be right for you. Five locations to serve you. Call Kyle today at 832-474-3653 and find out what iCryo can do for you. Hey, this is Doug with Clear Lake Today, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. The Closed Horse Boutique. Find out why they're one of the hottest boutiques in the Bay Area. Located in the beautiful League City Historic District, the Closed Horse Boutique, 281-332-2383. Stop by today and find out why they were just voted the best ladies' boutique in the Bay Area. The Closed Horse Boutique. Bringing real talk with real professionals directly to you each week. It's Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson on Vinyl Draft Radio. Now, live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio in Houston, here's your host, John Wilkinson, the real estate agent invested in you. Welcome to my house. But no, this is, this is the Bring It Home Radio Show. I'm your host, John Wilkinson, and you are joining us for the Real Estate Happy Hour. <clears throat> Excuse me while I had a little coffee in my 
system there. Okay, so we have been talking with Neil Green and Charlotte Brochet, and we were to, uh, we posed a question to him about about flooding. It was kind of interesting the answer. We've got one that you know Neil Neil feels I'm going to kind of steer him away from that in their best interests, and Charlotte's like you know what. I think if we do our due diligence, just fine. Shows the different aspects. Not that we're going to talk them out of anything mm-hmm. or into anything. It's really advising the client. That's really right. what you you replied to was that it's advising them and letting them make the the decision. Mm-hmm. There are people that will buy a flooded home simply out of in, you know a, a profiteering sense, you right. know, and they'll sell it that way as mm-hmm. well. Those people aren't going to fix up a house, and you know you're right. going to do all that. They're they're going to do that. I'm just hoping that. And I can only speak for Friendswood in this case. The three thousand homes that flooded, any 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 of those three thousand families that want to sell their house in the next five years, they don't get yeah. shafted. Basically, yeah. right? you know, you, you don't want to see that because the the home's still going to be nice if it was done right. Mm-hmm. Do your due diligence. That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, and and there are there is an aspect of that. I mean, I'm when I said I would steer them away from. It, I didn't mean necessarily. Hundred percent, like <laughs> yeah. you said, there's always a but. Yeah, you know? there's always a but. Yeah, because it could have had. It could have been that they had three inches of water, you know, and it could have been like I had a, a friend that they got water because their neighbor had built a fence, and it blocked all the water and it pushed it back into their house. So technically, they wouldn't have flooded had it not been for this eight foot fence that they built that blocked all the water. <laughs> right, in. So, right, you know? and you know, and that goes back to the yes or no thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's so the answer is not. You know, no, I wouldn't buy a flooded house. It's. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would if because yeah. really that's what it comes down to, and that's what buyers should be looking at. So that's exactly right. Yeah, it's well, not. A, it's it's out. It's external forces that affect the value. So back in the olden days, back in the eighties, <laughs> when I first started in the business, uh, the oil prices just bottomed. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of foreclosures. And that was that was something in the marketplace that I, I, I remember working for a company that called themselves foreclosure specialist. So it you have to let the market take care of it itself. You can only provide as much information you possibly can, and and then see how this does because it's supply and demand, and. But again, it's the best game in the town. That's that's the way I look at it. I I would invest in real estate before I would invest in anything else. Right, and Definitely. I agree with that. Better than the stock market. Oh yeah, a lot a lot better than the stock market. Um, I could tell you about my house in two thousand and eight, right after Ike, um, two months after, three mm-hmm. months after, and the value of that home has already gone up over a hundred thousand dollars since I've been in it. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, it's been eight nine years, but. Hundred thousand dollars. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's 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 the deal where common people, people that don't have a whole lot of uh, uh, expertise, can make a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, I sold or I represented uh, my niece up in the Austin area in Briarcliff. She bought a, her first home, first rail out of the box, and she held on to it for it was new construction. She held on to it for a year. And I think she made um, $80,000 when she sold it. Now, she's, you know, a young lady, single mom. That meant the world to her. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why I say real estate is the best, mm-hmm. the yeah. best deal. You just have to uh, 
try to gain as much knowledge as you can. Yep. And that's where coming, you know, really interviewing and looking for a good agent helps as well. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we're talking to a couple of great ones now. And if I do may, you know, say, no, I think, think you guys are great too. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say this. There is a difference in you though. Mm-hmm. One's on a team and one's one goes solo. Uh, I'm also a solo, but even though we're all should be working together, which I, I think we generally do, I kind of want to dive into a little bit about being on a team. Okay. Um, I mentioned to you, you know, before the show that, you know, in the nine, eight, nine years that I've been doing this, um, I've been asked to start teams. I've been asked to be on teams and I haven't done it because I've seen a lot of teams come and go. But I know the Martin team has been around a while. Um, Is I get. Tell me about your team. How does it work? Okay, so basically it's a family team uh, started by my mother in law, Linda Martin. did you marry just to be on the team? I did. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wasn't even in real estate at the time, but their family kind of pushed us into it, uh, so to speak. You know, we were looking at what they were doing. They were doing really well. And so my wife and I both jumped into new home sales. Uh, we did that. She did it for five years, and, and I pushed it on to about eight. Uh, then we decided to move down to this side of town. That's when I joined the team in 06 and have been there ever since. So it's my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law. And then we have Jill Hustedler, who's our full-time assistant. I know uh, Jill. Which she's like family now. Yeah, so, no doubt. Yep. But it, it works out well. You know, we get along great. We travel together. We, what are the roles? That's that's really the thing. Like, I've seen most teams that I've seen. And again, I don't want to. Maybe I should find out the roles first before I say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell me the roles there? Okay. Well, Alinda and John, I mean, uh, the son, the third, they're kind of the lead of the team. They've been there the longest and uh, my father-in-law, he he still works on the team, just about part-time now. And then Jill's there full-time throughout the day. And then I'm the list. I do the listings as far as pictures and measurements and uh, getting them in the system, as well as a buyer's agent. And then I get my own listings as well. Okay. And how did I mean again without getting too too into details? Mm-hmm. So your role on the team is. If anybody on that team picks up a listing, right, you go out, take measurements, get pictures done. Correct. Now, Correct. is that professional pictures or is that professionally taught pictures that you've learned how to take? Uh, what I've learned, I've always liked photography, so I've just kind of. Well, I can understand that. I mean, if you've got the talent, use better. it. Yeah, yeah. It, for uh, me, it was a matter of time. I was like, you know, it's a lot easier for me to pay a professional and <laughs> just yeah. do it that way. No, and I've, over the years, I've learned little tricks here and there, and it, it you know, I've had. Compliments on all my pictures. Uh, I've seen them. They are good pictures. I didn't mm-hmm. know they were yours. So yeah. here's another compliment. Well, Great thank job. You. Thank you. All right. So that's one aspect. But now you say, and that house sells, I'm assuming you get a cut of that. It's like a team share thing. Yeah. It's yeah. part okay. of a listing. Yeah. You know. Part of a listing thing. Yeah. You get your own. Mm-hmm. You get to squirrel that away for yourself or you just got to share it. No, though. it's a team. Yeah. But I mean, I get the, the majority of it. Okay. Just curious yeah. how that works. And the yeah. reason I ask is, again, I've seen a couple people try to start teams and they mm-hmm. fail because I think they they got too heavily into the role of I'm the team leader. You do this. I'll do this. And you do this regardless of what happens. Yeah. And it seems that it may not be. Very yeah. And I think way. it's different being family because we know we got to take care of one another. 
that's what really matters. You know? and sometimes they say when you do that, I mean, family businesses are family businesses, yeah. but I've worked, I, I was in the restaurant business for 20 years and, and, and the whole time I've only worked for one family owned restaurant and it was a very different dynamic between the family. Mm-hmm. You know, there were sides of the family. So it was a little, little strange for me mm-hmm. to kind of see that. So I always envision that, you know, a team, yeah. it's one of those, I got to take it on the chin because they're my family or is it that I'm never going to have to take it on the chin because they are family. Yeah. You know. I'm sure from the outside looking in, some people are like, what in the world are y'all doing? You know, but <laughs> it seems to work, you know, so it's, and that's what it's about. You've been, the team's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. The, the Martin team has been around a long time and that's a testament to that. Right. Um, and I think that's the key. I, if you were a buyer or a seller, what's the benefit of working with a team in your mind that, mm-hmm. or that you could tell us? Well, there's a lot of benefits. I mean, for listings, we put one phone number on the listing, and that's Linda's cell phone. So if Linda's out of town, she passes it down the line. If uh, John's out of town, then I get the phone. If I'm out of town, then Jill gets the phone. So somebody's always answering the calls on the listings. You don't wait 24 hours for return phone calls. I mean, you're going to get a call back quick. Uh, if I go out of town and I have a buyer coming in, I've got three or four other people that I can send them to to show houses for me and know that they're going to be taken care of. Gotcha. Okay, so that that's definite aspect of that. Mm-hmm. On the other token, Charlotte and I we, we're not on a team, and there's a reason for that. We I, I don't know if it's the same reasons, and I don't know why it would be. But you know, have you ever considered going joining a team or being on a team or anything like that, Charlotte? Well, first of all. I don't have any relatives that want to be on a team with yeah. me. I don't know if I'd want to be on a team with any family myself. I'd have but. to go out as an orphan. Um, <laughs> but I think the reason that my experience has been on my own is because, I think because of my career background. I mean, I was I, I never had a problem being on commission. So getting up in the mornings, doing what I needed to do, I, I, I did my own routine. So once you – I have my own office. I had my own color printer. I had everything. So once you have that experience, you really um, – it's okay to be your own team and be the boss of me. Right. You know. Uh, and and I am contrary. I don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I don't get that impression at all from your team that it's not telling you what to do. No, you, no. you have a talent no. and expose. I'm just. I, I know you weren't saying yeah. that. I just, just like I'm not saying I would never be on a team or anything. Right. I I have similar reasons as as you. Um, I I know the Martin team has been around a long time, so they're doing things right and they're doing well. And that was my curiosity hopefully this will help maybe a team that's out there that's not doing well um or that's you know people that think about joining a team it's got to be more than business for it to work out i think right um if 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 you form a team based on business only um i mean it doesn't have to be family but it's good to know the people that you're bringing onto the team and the talents they could bring that may be a different story but for me i've always felt that Mistakes are made, and it's easy to say whether I'm a team leader or not. It's easy to say, "Well, you know, oh, that's my bad. I take it on chain." It's always good to be stoic in that in right. that way. But when I make a mistake, it's really my mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no other person that I could point a finger to anyway. And I kind of feel that way in my head about about being part of the team. There are days I go, "Man, I wish someone could enter all this paperwork in." Or yeah. you know, that's good to have on a team. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know. Is that a team if I just have a transaction person? <laughs> no, I mean we do have somebody that does that, but you right. know, if, if but if she's I'm, part of that team. She is. Yeah. And if, if I'm away and I pick up the phone and call her and say, "Jill, I need you to do this," it's done. 
you know mm-hmm. she doesn't hesitate she'll do it yep uh, the other thing about being on a team, and we, we've got over 100 years combined experience in real estate. So yep. bouncing ideas off each other and bouncing advice and, you know, just all of us have a different take on things. And sometimes that helps to formulate a better idea of what we should do. Well, it's certainly a team to be envious of. I, I, I can admit that. I, I, you know, I would say just watching the, the Martin team in action. I've mm-hmm. really enjoyed learning from that experience too. So I always appreciate, appreciate that. that. All right, we're going to jump into our uh, final commercial break. Well, See, look, by now. I told you. you <laughs> I know. Charlotte's like, wow, it's going by. <laughs> really? Folks, we'll be back in a couple minutes. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market better than the back of his hand? John Wilkinson can help answer questions related to obtaining a mortgage lender up to finding and securing the best home for you. John will take your best interests as his own and provide valuable property and neighborhood information that is important to your family. Call John at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to start looking for your new home. How's this weekend for you? Simply contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens, the real estate agent invested in you. What do you get when you get associated? They're super convenient and super friendly. I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So, get associated! Associated Credit Union of Texas. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market better than the back of his hand? John Wilkinson can help answer questions related to obtaining a mortgage lender up to finding and securing the best home for you. John will take your best interests as his own and provide valuable property and neighborhood information that is important to your family. Call John at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to start looking for your new home. How's this weekend for you? Simply contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you. Are you tired of shaving, tweezing, and waxing that unwanted hair? Well, guess what? Houston Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery has advanced and affordable laser hair removal. We can treat your chin, upper lip, legs, underarms, bikini, and more, and it won't grow back. So throw away those razors that make your eyes water because there's a faster way to groom your way to gorgeous. Call us today, 281-282-9555 or online at myhprs.com. Say goodbye to unwanted hair for good. Bringing real talk with real professionals directly to you each week. It's Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson on Vinyl Draft Radio. Now, live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio in Houston, here's your host, John Wilkinson, the real estate agent invested in you. And we are still live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio in Houston. Today, I am speaking with, in case you didn't know, Ms. Charlotte Brochet and Neil Green, both agents with Better Homes and Gardens' Gary Green, 
both uh, very knowledgeable and experienced and a pleasure talking with so far this past 45 minutes or so. It's gone so by pretty quick. It, it, it tends to, especially yeah. when we get into conversations that, who knows, we might have some differences in. Speaking of which, you guys have some similarities, and one of them we've already kind of talked about a little bit is the new home sales aspect of mm-hmm. things. And I always find this an interesting topic. I do have a client coming in next week to look at some new homes um, in the Friendswood area. And... A lot of people, one of the first questions this client asked me was, is, I think, you know, should we have an agent for this? Mm-hmm. And any Def- agent's going to say yes, mm-hmm. but why? Why do we say yes? Why do you say yes? Well, because the uh, when you go into a new home, the selling agent works for the builder. So everything is geared towards they work for the builder, they're not representing you. And that's what a lot of people think is, oh, I've got a sales agent. He's my representative for the company. He's not. Yeah, but Neil, if, 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 you, if you don't use an agent, I can I can lower the price yeah. of this house for well, you. Well, the problem with that is 70% of their business comes from realtors. And if realtors find that out, they're going to lose that real quick. That's, that's exactly why And it just doesn't happen. Yeah. There's, there's I was a couple expo- of them sneaky ones out there. There's a couple that say that, but it doesn't really happen. Right. Because you, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that these new construction, these builders, they put a budget aside mm-hmm. for commission to agents mm-hmm. and bonuses right. to agents, whatever it may be. Right. That's already money it's spent. Yeah. It's already spent. Yeah. Right. The fact that they don't spend it on an agent because someone came in and not use it doesn't mean it's going to come off the price. That money's already right. done. No. Right. It's not going to come off the price anyways because they're in the business of building price. So, you know, they, they're they not going to lower a price. Yeah, they're going to keep their profits. They're, they have to keep yep. that. They mm-hmm. have to book a certain price they on do. that particular model and that particular uh, takedown lot. So that's that's the reality. But I'm with Neil. Their contracts are written strictly for their benefit, for oh, the yeah. builder benefit. So you, even though you're not going to avoid signing that builder contract, mm-hmm. you need to that buyer needs to understand that. So and those contracts are pretty. Yeah, there's there's a lot of little things on those contracts that Absolutely. you know are completely different than a resale. Yeah, um, right. A lot of open ended stuff. Yeah, that you don't. I mean, mm-hmm. little things that you wouldn't even think about. And you're like, well, what about this? And even the even the sales agent at that office can't answer you. Right. Oh, we, we just do that. No, 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 no. Where's no, it written? No, that's the way we do things. Yeah. Oh, well, especially Where's a brand, brand new development that uh, that they're waiting on streets and roads and they're pre selling. Well, if they get delays, I mean, they can hold that thing up for as long as they want because they've Absolutely. got you under contract. If you yep. Yeah. But it. you can't. Right. You can't. Right. Now, the other thing that kind of, and this maybe doesn't really affect me so much um, as a real estate agent, um, let's say the buyer already has a lender they've been using. You go to, to uh, new construction, and what do they always say? If they use our right. lender... You'll get this. You'll yeah. get this. And normally it's like, we'll pay closing costs or, you know, we'll do this and the lender will do this. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's kind of hard to yeah. tell your client, you know, don't use your lender that, you know, gave you a good rate because you're going to get more money yeah. back. I mean, you just got to go with what works best for them. Yeah. You know, if they need 5000 in closing costs and that's going to make a difference on the rate over a period of time, then... You know, sometimes it's better to go with that builder's lender. Yeah, and think, it, it's a terrible thing. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. uh, uh, almost all of them say you need to close with our title company if you do that. Right. And they may not use those exact <clears throat> words. They say, we have our preferred 
title company, and if you close with them, then we'll pay for this seller title policy. Right. right. So there's there's and that's still a bottom line you can negotiate. However, it is a factor in the business now. Yeah. Well, and it also helps them control the whole process, you know. They've right. Got, they've got you with the lender. They've got you with the title company. They've got you, you know. They can control the whole process, and they can talk amongst themselves and know exactly what's going on. And, and the best answer to that is exactly right. You, you've got to figure out and help your client figure out what's best for them in that scenario. Right. Um, you know, I know, you know, I have a, a lot of friends that are lenders that I, are just great lenders in general, and they're really great with their clients that get beat out because of that, you know. New well, construction. Yeah, new yeah. construction, yeah. And, and they always get talked into it. What can we do to prevent? If you have one word of advice for a lender that's not a new home construction lender to, to be competitive with that, what would you tell them? Because I've always been asked by, what, what can we do to compete with that? That's not, I mean, we give them good rates. We, we, we give them some credit. We give, but how can we compete yeah. with that? It's hard. I mean, it's hard. All right, that's not the answer we're (laughs) looking for. (laughs) Yeah. What would you tell? I'm a lender. I'm saying, hey, you know, what can I do to keep those clients from from switching over outside of doing something I can't do? Yeah. I mean, really, it's just putting pen to paper and just showing them the differences. I mean, that's really all they can do and sell themselves on on what they can do and make sure that it's going to – you know. That was a similar answer that I had. It was like you show them at the right. end of the day where this money they're getting back, they're really not getting right. back. Right. Maybe that's the best thing you could do. Well, a lot of people, when they buy a house, they look at 30 years. You know, and Realistically, they're going to stay in the house probably seven years. So right. if you're looking at interest over that time and what they're saving, you know, you, you got to look at that and figure it out. Uh, big shout out real quick. Uh, my sister actually joined me, and it was her birthday uh, yesterday. So um, Happy birthday, sister. Happy yeah, that's, birthday, that's Michelle. So. Michelle. And this is the first time I've seen her join me live, so uh. I just thought I have to mention that. Um, okay, what is, what is your take? What do you tell? What would you tell a lender to do um, to compete with these new home builders? Well, actually, I do. I have a preferred lender. Yeah, and I think and, we all I, do. And, yeah. and it's mainly because I don't get any confidential information, of course, but I know her track record Mm -hmm. so over the past 20 something years that she's been in personal production i know that she's if she tells me i can have this closed in 10 days she'll have it closed in 10 days uh that's just the way and she works for a mortgage banker but when it comes down to and i do a lot of relocation work so when it comes down to this i have to just put them side by side and say give me your best uh deal and let's see if we can't make this work but i have to say that most of the time the builder will win out yeah and i'm I'm about to experience this firsthand because my wife actually just passed her loan officer test Uh last friday so uh (laughs) Hey, we'll be, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah cool. Congrats. Her name's Michelle Green. <laughs> little plug and she there. works for? Uh, we don't know yet. <laughs> she, she hasn't chosen. That's, it. That's right. She's looking I, at her I've got, I got, I've got, got someone she can contact okay. that, oh, that I know I is recruiting too. right now. Oh, yeah? All right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, look at that. So, Leads yeah. all over the place. Look at that. All right, folks. Believe it or not, we only have two minutes left in the show. Wow. Oh, wow. That's oh good. wow that's <laughs> well let me i just want to say one thing on the the builder side sure i i was always the type of person that never asked for discounts or you know when i was shopping or anything like that i just didn't do things like that but with builders i i now 
I will go because I do a lot of relocation work. I'll go and say, hey, do you give me mm-hmm. something that will help compensate me bringing a, a reload client mm-hmm. to you? A lot of them do. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean by For instance, you, you we pay a referral fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and that comes out of our side, right? So I'll ask the builder, do you have any kind of ins- agent incentive? So it's like asking for a BTSA. Right. However, I think it's more with uh, they'll they'll actually compensate you for your referral fee. Right, helps offset some of the what you're losing. <laughs> no, really, because if no, you're going to get, I, I'm there with you. all right. For instance, I have a client coming in uh, this next week, and uh, the Taylor Morrison uh, pays a one percent relocation fee. Mm-hmm. All right, so, that's on my checklist. I learned something. Today. That's Marbella. <laughs> That's in Marbella. I got so someone I looking at Village Builders in West Ranch. So I'm going to check that. Just ask for it. I am. I'm going to go by today. Yeah, I mean, because it never hurts to ask. Yep. You know what? Never even thought that. That's why I love talking to people with experience like well, that. Well, it, and it's nothing illegal. I mean, you're just saying, yep. hey, no, uh, while I'm asking I'll be honest about with buyer you though, incentives. I've rarely received a bonus. I always give to my clients. I just, yeah. so. Well, it doesn't. I understand. All right. And, and yes, that. That does come into play, but this is not really a, a bonus to the selling agent as much as it is it's it's compensating for right. a referral fee. Makes sense. And I don't know if I should be saying this, but most of the referral fees are forty percent now. Some yeah, 50. that's about it. I haven't gotten any of those yet, and I don't know if I. Hopefully, I won't. <laughs> All right, guys, we are out of time. But real quick, how do I reach Neil Green? Uh, you can reach me at 713-823-1026 or the Martin Team dot com. <laughs> and Charlotte, how do we reach Charlotte? Charlotte Brochet, Charlotte dot Brochet at GaryGreen dot com and seven one three two nine nine seven five seven three. You guys did a wonderful job. You've said too much. No, no, no okay. <laughs> you didn't say enough. Sometimes we've got plenty more to talk about. So hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Awesome. Uh, enjoy uh, your rest of your day and happy New Year to everyone and including my guest. Thanks Next for week, us guys. Final draft. Yes. for listening to Bring It At Home with John Wilkinson on Vinyl Draft Radio. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Bringing It Home Radio and also Vinyl Draft Radio. And join us live each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for an informative and entertaining discussion about buying, selling, and maintaining real estate. This is Kat Clemens with Hope Village, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio.